ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Welcome in to the February 15th edition, The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I hope all of you that enjoyed Valentine's Day yesterday are back at it today trying to I don't know, foster some of that goodwill. Yesterday, of course, was the the Hallmark holiday for some of you. Well, it's over. We're here today to talk sports, and we'll take your phone calls and texts. We'll do the text line this hour, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. That is our number to be a part of today's show. You can find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan, and of course... I'll be reading your text and your tweets throughout the show. I got to start, though, with this. I don't know if you've been following what's been happening in the state capitol, but there was a bill. It passed the House. There was a bill that would establish an annual day of recognition for the Marshall plane crash. It would remember the disaster, and it got through the House. And so now we're just waiting for approval from the state Senate. Well, it passed a unanimous vote. It passed and, and a a great gesture from the state Senate, the chamber held a moment of silence for the crash victims. Uh, This was uh, at the request of Upshur County Republican Senator uh, Bill Hamilton. And then the Senate passed it. The house passed the bill last month. So we're just waiting for the Senate to do what it needed to do. So What does this exactly mean? That is going to be an interesting question. So the bill establishes that November 14th will become a special memorial day in remembrance of the Marshall plane crash. What that entails, I do not know just yet. So we'll have to follow up on this. Once the session ends, I think we can can talk to some of the people who are involved in this uh, and get a little bit more of a uh, clarification or uh, what ex- what is this going to become? Is it going to be just a day that we remember? It, will there be something attached to it? What will this be? Because already in Huntington, you know, that's pretty much common. We remember that in Huntington. And people in the Marshall community remember the day. So will this just be an official recognition, an extension of that throughout the state? It will, you know, Will flags be flown at half mast? What what will that entail? I'm curious a little bit because really didn't hear much about this. I knew it was going through the, the you know in the session. I knew it was going through, but I haven't heard that much about it. And obviously, it was a it was a win, easy win. Yeah, the the House and then the Senate passing it, easy one to, to put together and hit the approval button on. So, I mean, I, I thought we should at least mention that, talk about it a little bit, because it's happened in 1970, and it's now 2023, and and I would have thought that something like this would have happened sooner, maybe, possibly. Even in the 90s, when Marshall football was finally back to a point where it was, you know, the whole ashes to glory. I'm just going to coin the phrase. I'm just going to borrow the phrase from Deb Novak, the whole ashes to glory. So here we are, 2023, and at least uh, we uh, will have an official um, daily, yearly, I'm sorry, yearly remembrance of this. That's going to be more 
permanent? How long will this memory reside in the people who are here now in Huntington? So this adds more life to it because it's now a um, it's now an official day of remembrance. That makes sense. So I'm curious about what that will look like. You know how that will be handled. What will you know? What will we see? You know, how will the state handle this, do this? Will it be like any other holiday? Will it be something that is a, a notation? You know, will there be something that's uh, put a little bit further behind it? These are the kind of things that I'm curious about right now. So, you know, I did want to pass it along to you if you hadn't heard about this. So uh, I'm sure that uh, we'll get more information as uh, we get out of the special sessions and, you know, anything that follows the regular session in the Capitol. And I'm sure it'll be a special session and I'm sure we'll have to come back and do some other things. So, you know, once uh, once all of that's passed, we'll try to get uh, some of the uh, the more detailed particulars on this one. But I do want to hear from you today. 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. I am your host, Paul Swan. This is The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And if you're new to the show, let me tell you what we do. First of all, we do talk about your favorite sports. Marshall, we'll talk about the Thundering Herd. We do that And we'll talk about other things that possibly interest you, definitely interest me. Hopefully we both can align on that. And, of course, you know, I am always open to you. I love to hear from you. You don't have to agree with me, and that's fine. We're not going to agree at all times, and I'm totally okay with that. I don't take it personal. You have opinions, I have opinions. But if we can have a fun conversation about it, a fair fun conversation, all the more better. And I give you the opportunity to text in at 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And on those rare days where it's more than just me in the studio, I'll even open up the phone line and let you talk. And we do that during our pre- and post-game coverage of Marshall Athletics as well. So just a a quick refresher for those of you maybe stumbling upon the show for the first time or listening to the podcast the first time. Um, Try to be interactive with you. Try to talk about things that I know will interest all of us together. It's not going to be every single day a home run. That's fine. I like triples. That gets me on base. I'll take a double. I'll take a single. You know what? Sometimes I have to walk to get onto the onto the base. That's fine. And the bases are bigger now in Major League Baseball, so I've got a better chance if I need to beat the throw. So I'm looking forward to all of that. So, again, that number is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255 if you want to be a part of of today's program. So we've got a couple of things to go over. Uh, Football, more things happening there. So we're going to touch on that, get your feedback about that. As we all know, working in college athletics, you're not at too many places too long. You're not at the same place for a long time. Unless it's a destination job where it's the top, the pinnacle And even then, if you fall from that job, you go elsewhere. But if you're Nick Saban, what's next after Alabama? Where do you go after Alabama if you're Nick Saban? I don't know if you can go anywhere else unless you just want to change the pace and you want the challenge of building the next Alabama. So where do you go? We're going to talk about that because um, there have been some movement involving some Marshall personnel, or at least one we know of. We'll talk about that. One that is... um, 
is making the uh, making the rounds as far as uh, the news getting out. So all of that's coming up. And your text, 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Looking forward to hearing from you on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Our text line this hour is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Welcome back to the Wednesday edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. So we've got a couple of football items to tell you about. First of all, we know it's official. We knew before. We know even more now. Miami has announced the hire of Lance Guidry as defensive coordinator. So the Thundering Herd moving quickly to fill that position. And Lance Guidry going to Tulane. And I thought, okay, that's a good spot for him. That's good, Tulane. And then Miami, with all the success Tulane's had and, and all the feel-good Moments that Tulane football has generated going to Miami, that's going to be one of those jobs where if you do well, that could launch you somewhere. So we know it's official now because Miami has announced that the hire of Lance Guidry as defensive coordinator. Hated losing him, though. That's that's the one thing. You definitely want to keep the best personnel you possibly can. You You want to. And if someone's having success, you want to continue to, to hope that player or that coach stays with your, your team, stays uh, with your coaching staff. And so seeing that Lance Guidry was highly sought after, I'm okay with it because that means you're doing right things. And so now you've got Coach Seymour, and hopefully we're going to see some good things here from him. And I hope to see good things from Lance Guidry. I would like to see Miami do well because that would – that would justify what he was able to do at Marshall. So that's official. And then Ohio State is taking one away from the Thundering Herd. Now, you might know the name Mark Votler. He joined the staff last year, and he's been taken away now from the Thundering Herd. He is going to be the director of player personnel at Ohio State. So he was the general manager for the Thundering Herd. So now he's going to be the director of player personnel for Ohio State. And the short it's a short move. Get the moving vans and, and head up the road. Easy one there, right? Quick trip. You can still come down and visit if you want to. It's not that far. Columbus isn't that far. But again, here we are in this situation where other schools, bigger schools, are looking at personnel from Marshall. And we've had these conversations before. And some of the conversations have been, our coach isn't any good because no one's trying to take them away. And now you have a situation where you've got personnel being sought after from other schools. I mean, look, remember, there was a, every time there's a new coaching vacancy here coming up and, and publication likes to throw in Charles Huff's name. Yeah, is that reality? Is Coach Huff actively looking? Well, I would think every coach is not sending out resumes every day. I don't think that's going on. I don't think there are conversations every day. I don't think Coach is posting it on LinkedIn. Hey, I'm available. But if the right opportunity comes, you're going to look at it, obviously. But those have been some things that we've talked about in the past that 
Our coaches are not any good because no one's coming to take them away. And you can look at it that way. You can look at it that way, that maybe other programs aren't interested in your coaches. But also, you got to keep in mind, sometimes coaches don't want to go anywhere. You think you think if Dan D'Antoni was offered a job somewhere else, you think he'd take it? I'm going to say no. I mean, he's, he's done the NBA, did that with his brother, came he came back to Marshall because it was Marshall, not because you know he was looking to um, build a resume. And so you you got that on 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 one hand. Sometimes you got coaches they just like being at the school, and they're not looking actively to um, to leave. I mean there there are coaches that have been at Marshall for a long time, and it's not because they're not good. It's because they don't want to go anywhere else. They like Marshall. They. I mean, you think Chris Grassi is leaving for another school anytime soon? Probably not. He's One, he's probably going to get everything he possibly needs. He probably is going to get everything he possibly needs. Yeah, I, I don't know if he would take a, a different position at a different university. Now, maybe if a higher-level pro league came knocking on his door, he'd probably take the phone call and listen. I don't know if he would say, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make that move. But you take those phone calls. You have to. And that's the flip side here. You you want your coaches to be so successful that other schools are, are looking at them, but at the same time you wanna you wanna kinda hang on to your successful coaches, right? That makes sense? Yeah. You want them to be sought after, but you don't actually want them to leave unless it's just a life altering job. It's it's one of those where I gotta take this job. This is gonna change my life. Of course, some people don't want to take those kind of jobs, and but you still want them to be successful. So, I mean, here you go. There's some there's some changes, and we're going to see that. And again, it's it's coaching. It's going to be fluid, and the football staff is larger now at Marshall. They are trying to tackle all the challenges with the new landscape of college athletics because we've got, of course, recruiting. You got to be on top of your recruiting, and you also have to recruit. You have to recruit the kids that are coming up out of high school. You have to recruit there. You have to work the transfer portal. And then you got to work your own team. Obviously, you have to keep your team you have and add to it. You don't think Marshall Basketball is going to make sure that, uh, if need be, a full-court press is going to be on Andrew Taylor to keep him? I don't think Andy's going to go anywhere, but I would make sure that Andy knows, hey, you know, we, we want to make sure you're happy here and we want to keep you here. The reigning conference player of the week, by the way, Andrew Taylor. I mean, so that's what we've got now. And of course, at the same time, we've talked to Coach Huff in the past about making sure that money isn't the the reason, the sole reason that you leave. I'm taking this job. It might not be as good of a job as the one I have, but I'm taking this job because the pay is better. And let's be honest, that's going to be a big one. The pay needs to be competitive, and that's going to be difficult in a situation like Marshall because the revenues, you're going to generate more revenues, obviously. How do you do that? And, of course, you have name, image, and likeness. you got to make sure that that's competitive there. you got to make sure that your you know, donations are, are high. you got to make sure that your streams of revenue are high. I mean, it's not as if the Sunbelt television package, which is, by the way, much better than what we were seeing in Conference USA – is going to rival anything coming out of the SEC. It's just not. The annual payout for the television package could fund the entire Marshall Athletic Department. 
straight up and have some change left over. So these are going to be, we're going to see more of these. You know, we're going to see more, you know, people are just going to move on because they want to see new opportunities. Some people are going to move on because, well, it's a little bit more competitive. And the challenge here is to continue to attract the right people, top flight people at the same time, be able to retain top flight people. So when a job opens up, you're attracting the right people because in coaching circles or it's just known, hey, that's a really good job at Marshall. And it doesn't, you know, it doesn't come open all the time. The opportunity is a good one to have. And it could lead to, you know, a better opportunity. Seriously. I think we've had this conversation before. I am okay with the stepping stone mentality here. If Marshall is a stepping stone, that means Marshall has success. The university is successful. The athletic department is successful. The teams are successful. And that enables the architect of that success to move on to the next level or a a better opportunity, a bigger opportunity. At the same time, attracting the next person that can come in, the right person that can come in and build upon that success and then, you know, follow that. I'm okay with that. Unless, I mean, it's it's very rare. You're not going to get a coach like Bob Pruitt in football. Not very often. Bob was trying to work his way back to being a coach at Marshall. That's a difference. And you might get that. You might find coaches that are here today, gone tomorrow, find a way back because they want to be the head coach. I mean, that's that's a rarity in these days, but at the same time, it's it's not unheard of. I mean, that's what made Marshall so successful. You had someone who was working them themselves back to coming home. And so that's why we all love Bob Pruitt, obviously. He was here for so many years because he wanted to be here. He worked his way back. And that's why we all love Dan D'Antoni because, again, here's a guy who wanted to be here, worked his way back, and this isn't where he's um, you know looking to find another opportunity. He, this is it. This is the opportunity. And, of course, sometimes people get mad at him because, well, he does things a little differently than, than other coaches. And, and you know what? He's winning. Everyone complained last year. Terrible season. Dan's bounced back. Dan wins the conference tournament. Where are those complaints going to come from now? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. And trust me, if you're not familiar with those complaints, tune in to a post-game show one night after Marshall basketball if the herd loses. And, of course, we do open those phone lines up and welcome you. You can call in and you can text in and you can voice disagreements with the host. I don't know why you would do that, but you can. And also with what's happening with the Thundering Herd. But again, just remember, we like to have a fun discourse. But keep in mind, we're talking about a game. 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. I got deep on that, didn't I? We got more coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. We are getting your text in at 304-396-TALK. 8255 tomorrow. Marshall basketball taking the court. Going to be back over at the Henderson Center tomorrow. It's Thundering Herd and the Eagles. Georgia Southern Marshall into this one. 10 and 4. 21 and 6. How many of you thought the herd would go 21 and 6? 
Some of you did. Some of you think Marshall should be undefeated. I might be in that. Maybe. But we've got Thundering Herd and Georgia Southern. The last time these two teams met, it was an 81-76 defeat at Georgia Southern. After that, Marshall went on a five-game win streak, lost in double overtime at Louisiana, I'm sorry, against Louisiana Monroe, and then beat Georgia State, beat App State on the road, dropped one against Louisiana, and then went on a two-game win streak to come off the road three and one in that last uh, four-game road stint. So now it's Georgia Southern, then Troy. These are their final two games at home. And, of course, this doesn't rule out anything past the tournament because if Marshall doesn't get into the NCAA tournament, there's always the NIT. The NIT might be an option for the Thundering Herd. Depends on how well Marshall finishes. I think if Marshall's in the top four of the of the standings, Marshall's got a legitimate shot. I don't think I'm overselling it. I think Marshall's got a legitimate shot here. But uh, Marshall's gonna. Ha- I think Marshall's gonna have to win out. Maybe get that three seed, possibly a two. I was looking at the bracket today. If you can't be the one seed, I kind of want to be the three seed. To be honest with you, just because I, I want th- I want the time. That's what I'm looking for here. I want the time because the tournament starts on the 28th. Marshall's not playing on the 28th because you'd have to be a 12, a 13, an 11, a 14. You have to be one of those seats. So we don't have to worry about that. And so you're trying to stay out of 5 through 9. 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. We don't think Marshall's going to be anywhere near that. Unless something happens, Marshall isn't going to be a 5 or a 6. So we want to see Marshall play definitely... I think we want to see the herd play as a, I think a three. I don't want to be a four. But if Marshall plays as a one, that's a 12-30 tip on Saturday. If Marshall plays as a three, that's a 6 p.m. tip on that Saturday. I'm okay with that. I'm selfish here. I don't want to. I don't want an 8:30 tip as the two seed here. Let's get that first day going. I mean, ultimately, I, I hope that Marshall would find its way into the number one seed. That looks like it's not going to be possible only because Southern Miss is really good as well. But then Marshall would play on Saturday one of those times if, and that would be the first time the Herd plays, and you want that. And then Sunday there's going to be you know, either a 6 p.m. or an 8.30 tip. It doesn't, uh, it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah, you're in, you're in. And then Marshall would then play on Monday, March 6th. So I'm good here. I'm good with all of this. Marshall can stay in one of those top four spots. I'm good. I'd prefer a one or a three, only because the two seed is the last game of the night. I don't want that. Text line is 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. Texter writes in and says, I'm sure Coach D isn't looking to leave, but if another school offers more money, he would leave. As you know, money talks. Would he really, though? If we were wagering today, would he really, would it be, I mean, how much money are we talking about here? Is it, is it life-altering money here? Look, if, if Duke called tomorrow and said, we're going to pay you Duke-level money, would Coach take that? Would Coach D go play on um, Coach K court? Would he do that? Would he co-coach that? I mean, look, I'm not saying it's not possible. And he'd have to be, he'd have to be really, really strong in his conviction not to take that phone call. 
thank you, but no thank you. I'm happy here at Marshall. And I'm sure there are some coaches that would say, thank you, but no thank you. I'm happy here. But as the million dollar man would say, in the infinite, yeah, I mean, I'm serious. In the in the words of the, the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, everybody's got a price. I can't believe I just quoted Ted DiBiase on this show and I wasn't even forcing it. So everybody's got a price, right? Does, as the texture says, money talks. So if the right opportunity came, would Dan take another job for more money as his, pardon the pun, as his swan song? I'm going to ride off into the sunset after I take this four or five year job here, which is going to pay me a lot more than what I'm getting currently at Marshall. Is that is that something that would happen? 304-396-TALK, 304 396 8255. Money does talk, but I don't think Dan would make a lateral. It would have to be more, it'd have to be really good money. I, I don't think you take a lateral. I'm not making a lateral in my life. You know, I'm not going to leave one situation for a slightly different situation. It's going to have to be, and I'm speaking for myself only, it's going to have to be life altering. It's going to have to be an opportunity that I can't pass up and that it's going to change my life for the positive, not just a, a change of view. It's not, I'm not trading one view for another view. It's got to be a situation like that. And I'm sure that some coaches like the view where they're at now. So it's got to be life altering. I would think, I don't think if you're a guy like coach D'Antoni, I don't think you take, I don't think you'd, you would even entertain that. What says you? 304-396-TALK, 304-396-8255. More coming up on today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Welcome back to the February 15th edition. It is Wednesday here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I am your host, Paul Swan. Thanks for being a part of today's show. We always keep the text line open throughout the show at 304-396-TALK. 304-396-8255. You can also find me on Twitter, at Paul Swan. Before we wrap up today, I I need to mention, uh, we keep tabs on what's happening with the Marshall women's tennis team, and uh, John Mercer is a good friend of mine. I've really, um, over the years, um, he's sort of like my football nemesis. Um, he's a quiet nemesis when it comes to the Bengals and the Steelers. But uh, the uh, the tennis team's doing all right. So today, uh, Joanna Strom named Sunbelt Conference Player of the Week. Uh, she's a freshman. You didn't know this. She's a freshman from uh, Stockholm, Sweden. She was 3-0 and last week. Um, she got a doubles win at WVU, and she got a singles victory at number three against WVU and a number two victory at Cincinnati. And when Marshall clinched the doubles point at Cincinnati, she was paired with Emma Vanderhayden. That's who she got the, uh, the doubles victory with uh, at WVU. They were leading 5-4, and they were the number one doubles at Cincinnati. Uh, the Herd clinched the doubles point, but they were leading 5-4. And Strom is 7-0 and in her last doubles and singles matches in the uh, team's last four duels. That's impressive. So congratulations to her and John Mercer. I don't think we talk enough about the tennis team, only because 
they're so good. They're always competitive. They might not win every match, but they play a tough schedule. I think they probably take on sport to sport. They probably have one of the tougher schedules. Is that fair to say? I think they do. I think they they actively go out looking for top opponents. You know, some sports you you want to balance that out. Not no, not Marshall. Marshall will take on anybody in tennis. I, that's the one thing I've noticed about Mercer. I think Mercer thinks that they can win them all. I love that attitude. It's the quiet coaches, right? Yeah, you know, guys that are uh, you know just quiet. I've seen him. I've seen him fired up a little bit though. But so, congrats again! Congratulations, uh, Marshall Tennis. Uh, we'll get John Mercer back on soon, and of course, um, with uh, a few of the teams uh, on the road, we'll get softball back in here soon. Baseball is about ready to get underway, so I'm looking forward to that with Greg Beals, and we'll get Megan Smith Lyon in here soon to talk to her, get her in closer to when we've got a home um, a home series to talk about. Yeah, I would love to talk to her now, but I think we, um, we'll we get her in here when we have a home series to talk about just because, you know, hopefully at that point you're all ready to go. It was wonderful today. Did you get a chance to go outside? I stepped out for a few minutes. I had to go across the street for a couple of things. And, I mean, yesterday was good. I had to take a walk yesterday after I came back from Marshall uh, Presser with, with Kemper. And today, I, I was looking for reasons to go out. It was beautiful out there today, so I hope that continues. I'd be good with this weather and maybe a temperature degree or two drop, maybe. I just like it just a little bit cooler, but with the breeze, felt good. So, you know, I'm hoping we get to see more sun. That means we'll get the, we're getting closer to the spring game. We're getting closer to the uh, start of baseball. We're getting closer to uh, seeing some softball at home. Don't forget, we've got, you know, not much of an opportunity, but still more than we used to. We have spring league soccer. We got a, a spring schedule for women's soccer. So um, we're going to try to get some of those coaches back on with us. And of course, we still have four games and a tournament game to go with basketball. Four to go, then the tournament game. And the great thing here is the men are in a good spot. If Marshall can can win. And I mean, it's going to be tough. You get Georgia Southern, JMU, Old Dominion. Those are going to be tough games. Troy's going to be tough. To be honest, if Marshall can come out of that stretch 4-0, that's going to be impressive. I'm not kidding you. I'm not trying to just oversell this here. I really think that if Marshall can come out of that stretch 4-0, I mean, Georgia Southern, yeah, Georgia Southern is 7-7 seven and seven in league. I still think, I mean, they beat the herd, so you owe them. And Troy is... Eight and six in league, so they're pretty good. JMU is nine and five. So you want to you want to keep pace with them. You want to beat them and get a game up on them. As far as the standings are concerned, they've got a tiebreaker with you, so you don't want to get to that situation. And then Old Dominion is eight and six. So really, you can solidify yourself in one of those top four spots almost by virtue of beating James Madison, Old Dominion. And I would say splitting with Georgia Southern or Troy, I don't think that's going to be the case, though. I think Marshall wins the, the next two at home. I think Marshall gets gets the win over Georgia Southern, beats Troy, and then JMU is going to be a toss-up. I think they're a good team. JMU is going to be playing for uh, one of those top four seeds as well. And then, of course, Old Dominion trying to get into one of those top four seeds. So that's the challenge here. 
By the way, if you hadn't heard, that's a 7 o'clock game. I know that was TBA on some of your schedules. If you hadn't heard, Old Dominion is going to be a 7 o'clock tip on the 24th. So we've got that. Nothing official went out. It's just the schedules were updated as uh, you know, some more TV times were made available uh, from uh, the Sun Belt to the network and which games were going to be picked. So 7 o'clock tip. So for the final four games, they're all 7 o'clock tips, and that means 6 o'clock air times on all four days right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. And those games also going to be on 93.7 The Dog. So we've got a pretty full schedule here over the last few uh, weeks. And then, of course, with the Sun Belt Tournament, if Marshall can find its way you know, to one of those four spots, then we're going to be talking about basketball. We're going to have to wait. We're going to have to wait until Saturday to see the herd play. And I'm okay with that. I mean, I absolutely, I don't want, Marshall's not going to be playing Tuesday basketball, but I don't want Marshall playing Thursday basketball either. I'm good with Saturday and Sunday and Monday basketball, a three-game trip for the herd. Don't have to worry about getting to Pensacola early. You can just get in there in your own leisure. Nice little weekend for a lot of herd fans heading down. Again, stay in the top four. You don't have to worry about that Thursday. And thankfully, the Herd's not going to be playing on Tuesday. And that's going to do it for this edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Don't forget, you can find me on Twitter anytime, at Paul Swan. And we also podcast the show. It's The Drive with Paul Swan on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in for today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. WRBC Huntington, W227BS Huntington, your flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.